Hello and welcome to GBA Podcast, where we get to know the people in and around GB Active and the sports and health and fitness industry. I'm here today with GB Active founder Patrick. How are you doing? I'm good, Phil. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How was your weekend? Um, really good, thanks. Um, we had a sprint kayak session with Team GB Athlete John Boyton on the weekend, which was great. Um, it was our first ever one uh, where John took us out for two hours on the water, a bit of sprint kayaking. And uh, yeah, it was a really good day despite the weather. It was a bit wet, but uh, yeah, it was uh, really good fun and uh, everyone really seemed to enjoy it. I heard you got wetter than most. Uh, yeah, I got pretty wet. I uh, fell in twice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had a bit too. I was uh, we were playing tag games, and I sort of went bit sort of tried to stretch to tag someone. I leant a bit too far forward and fell flat in, in the water. But it was good fun though. I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it just shows actually how hard kayaking can be actually. Because I just thought you can just get in there and just paddle, but actually, there's a lot more to it than that. Which yeah. uh, so I learnt the hard way on that. But yeah, it was really really good. Pretty heavy on the arms. Yeah, really heavy on the arms. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's also about balancing the boat as well, keeping your legs straight and sort of using your knees and core. But it was tough, but good fun. I enjoyed it. Good. And we're in um, one of the most sporting venues in the UK, if not the world, today. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in Wimbledon, I know, which is coming up soon. Yeah, we've been here for about an hour or so, having a coffee. I've not seen Boris Becker or a, <laughs> or a Womble yet. <laughs> oh, that'd be great to see Womble, wouldn't it? I'd love to see one walking past. That'd be great fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I think you're going to be here a while. Um, <laughs> So we're here today because we've got a special guest. We've got the TV presenter, journalist, and all-round good guy, a friend of GB Active, Adam Leventhal. Hi, Adam. Hello. How, How are we? We're good. We're good, thank you. It's um, a lovely day. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to be sat outside. <laughs> yeah. We should point out at one point the special guest was my dog. But you <laughs> yes. Instead, so. I know. I've, yeah. I've trumped your dog. Um, no, it's good to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Good. So, um, you've had a, um, an early start today. We're just discussing it's the day after the end of the football season. So, yeah. exciting weekend for you. Yeah, so I was um, I was on Sky Sports News um, this morning. Um, I did see your Instagram story at 5 to 4 when yeah. you were on a train. So, we're quite lucky that you're still awake. It's an early, early start when you do um, the early shift on, on Sky Sports News. So, you get up at about 3 get in for four-ish um, and then you you prep a couple of hours before you go on air at, mm. at 6am and then it's a, it's a four-hour shift and it was as you as you mentioned last day of the Premier League season but it was great just being able to round up all the goals and yeah and also the statistics as well just sort of put a full stop on the on the season does that include City's hundred and points and... <laughs> yeah City did quite well didn't they yeah know. it's been tough watching them it's really hard <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. No, I mean, been... I must have sweated for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they've just been amazing to watch, though, haven't they? Yeah. And I think I saw an article this morning that um, basically people now should start to think, right, I have to go and see this team because they're going to be like one of the great teams down yeah. the years and, yeah. and it's worth going and trying to, to save them. them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know yet and we, we don't know. It's looking likely yeah. that that is going to be the case. But... Um, I think still higher on the list is going, making sure you go and see Messi and making sure you, you go and see Ronaldo first. But you never know, City might, City might, might buy like, them buy both. Them both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kill three birds with one stone, yeah. We could uh, put up another poster for Ronaldo, welcome to Manchester. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apart from that, um, we became friends a while ago because you have a general interest in sport. Yeah. So where did that come from? Um, 
my sort of main first love was football, mm -hmm. um, and that came from contrary to, to sort of most most boys. Usually, they get their, their uh, sporting influence from their dads. It, it came from my from my mum and from okay. uh, her growing up in in Watford. Yeah, um, and she was the, the sporty one. My dad wasn't particularly into sport, um, so I used to go to Watford matches with my with my mum. She was she was very sporty. She used to do you know, talking about kayaking. She used to do water skiing, play tennis, and yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So um, that's where it came, come, comes from, really. And uh, just playing football, playing cricket, playing all the sports that you usually play at school, and then developing into other areas yeah. afterwards, really. Excellent. And you uh, you played quite a lot then when you were younger, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Football was the main the main bag, and and playing Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings training midweek you know you just I look back now and you just think the amount of sport that you get through in a week yeah. is is staggering yeah and I'd, yeah, I'd be if I tried to do it now I, I would be I mean I know I am staggering now and maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> we're going to come on to that yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it is it is amazing when you're young and you're just sort of I don't know you've got you've got the world at your feet that you can just play all yeah, the yeah, time, all the time. It's, it's yeah. fantastic yeah exactly um, does that just which you touched based on is that your parents introduced you into sport. Did you say that was probably the biggest factor for anyone like yourself and people to get into sport? Because obviously making an active nation and getting kids to get involved in sport is having members of your family pivotal for that, do you think? I think so, yeah. And, you know, just thinking about it, um, the influence of, of teachers as well and, your, and yeah. your schools and having the opportunity. I know, you know, some schools will be hemmed in and we'll have a tiny playground. Yeah. It's not possible, but that's where you—that's where you run free, isn't it? Yeah. Initially, yeah. that's where yeah. you get your sort of your boost of the day. <coughs> right, brilliant. Lessons are over. Let's go and yeah. you know, it's playtime. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Your first break or whatever it is. So I suppose it's also having good facilities, which is is another topic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but also having teachers that encourage you. And I think I mean I certainly had that at my primary school. Yeah. Um, had an, an amazing teacher called Mr Niblett who was uh, our football coach he was really into football and yeah I, I, you know, I think it's, it's important obviously from a family point of view if you've got sure. brothers and sisters as well but um, yeah your teachers as well I think that, that's a key element what was, your best, what was the best piece of advice you got in school when playing sport? that's a tough one I think what I learned from from Mr. Niblett, yeah. and he's, he, he goes down in folklore. He was, he was a wonderful man. Um, he, I think he, what he sort of instilled in in everyone was the the key element of just going out and enjoying yourself. It's so important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's just massive. to relax and yeah, just not, go and enjoy. It. Not, it's putting, not... not putting pressure <clears throat> because I know that some people, you know, at <coughs> really high performing pressurized yeah. schools you know you can go into you know pr private education very very early and there might be you know there might be a lot of pressure to to achieve targets in your sports yeah. teams and things like that but at that age it's about just going out and, and yeah, enjoying yourself absolutely. and seeing if it works for yeah. you and also learning about being in a team and and trusting one another and encouraging each other and stuff and i know you, that's not always going to happen yeah because kids are kids and yeah, you know, they, yeah, can be, yeah, they can yeah. be cruel, they can be unkind, they can be competitive. But if you can learn at a, you know, a young age to, to support one another, 
another and, and be kind, then yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That, that's that's Absolutely. pretty pretty important, isn't it? And actually, I think you touch base because um, a lot of the athletes who we work with, they say exactly the same that they all go and try loads of different types of sports first, and. Um, and so they eventually discovered which ones they want to do, and that's yeah. how they fell into chosen sports. So some of them have been like, you know, runners, sprinters, and then ended up saying, "Oh, actually, you're quite good at long jumps," and they yeah. just moved to that. So it's really important they enjoy it, and like you said. So it's, it's yeah, it's really really important, um, and it makes all the difference that get that support in a group when doing these sort of things. Yeah, and um, I found I found it really interesting that in in recent years you've sort of seen. Especially look like a crossover, you know, speaking about athletes doing yeah. lots of different things. You know, you can have a, a downhill skier that will then actually discover, right, well I could go and I could go and be a, a jockey or yeah. something because I've got I've got transferable skills and, and things like that, which I, f- I find fascinating. But also it makes it a little bit unfair because you think, yeah. oh you're you're a brilliant um, you're a brilliant runner and now you're gonna go and an amazing skier it's just yeah. like they're the, they're the, they were the they, um, they are those natural sports people yeah. aren't they just whatever yeah. they do they can yeah. pick up yeah the I know plenty that... of cyclists who can just pick up a tennis racket yeah. Yeah. this is the, the two aren't related this is no. quite annoying yeah yeah. 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 how are you able to who do that who is it who is it who's really um, a South African cricket player um, De Villiers De Villiers he can just yes. do everything he can do everything I mean yeah. He, yeah. the guy was just you know he plays golf <coughs> then he got him and I think Afton was on doing uh, playing tennis with him he was just like I think Nassu Hussain was doing it and it was just like he's just incredibly talented yeah. and he could have played he had a choice out playing rugby tennis cricket or whatever yeah. so he had too much of a choice of which one he wanted to choose but um, I think that's interesting how much of that is actually a talent how much is just you confident enough to go and do it because you've got to be naturally confident to be a sports person anyway and it's, do you just back yourself to go and do whatever you say you're going to go and do yeah and I think but it's I think it's exposure as well isn't it if you're if yes, you're in a, if you're in a position yeah. to to enjoy all these all these things yeah. I, mean, I actually went out when I was touring um, with with the England cricket team, covering you know all their all their tours, I, I interviewed Amy De Villiers out in um, in Johannesburg, and he's such a such a lovely guy as yeah, well. Yeah, he's so annoying. Really like brilliant at cricket, yeah. <laughs> brilliant at all sports. <laughs> yeah. lovely guy as well. Yeah. And you know he's been a composed captain, gone on and played you know in the IPL, and mm. he's, a, he's an absolute legend. Um, but I think you know we can't underestimate that sometimes it is difficult. In certain scenarios, for various sort of socio-economic reasons, yeah. that you just don't have the opportunity to have these green fields, all these wonderful sure. facilities, yeah. and and you know it might be later on in your life that you you then think, oh, hang on a minute, all I need is a pair of trainers, yeah. and I can go and try various different Very things. Different when you're at school, yeah. you've got other pressures and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So. So just to uh, talk a little bit there, we're not going to talk too much about your, your career as such, but Fine. we were, um, you mentioned about doing the cricket earlier before you were presenting on Sky Sports News. How did you get into what you're doing now? <clears throat> well, I started, um, I started when I was 15. Yeah. When you do your sort of first round of work experience when you're doing your GCSEs. Mm. Um, and I spent, I did sort of a two-pronged set of work experience. Two days at um, Radio Five mm-hmm. through a, a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, and then two days at Capital Radio through a friend of my mum's. So I was just lucky to yeah. to get get yeah. to go, um, and that was the start of everything really. Mm-hmm. From from starting sort of making cups of tea, 
ferrying scores into the studio to <coughs> pass that on to the presenters and things like that, writing it down, running it in, yeah. photocopying it, taking yeah. it in. It's it just bizarre, like the yeah. things that we yeah. used to do. Um, and then into cutting tape on reel-to-reel machines yeah. to then starting to do on-air stuff when I was 17. Um, and then I, I carried on working for Capital on the radio when I was at university reporting on, on football matches predominantly, also at Wimbledon Tennis, okay, here, yeah, not yeah, far away from yeah. where we are. Um, and then went on from that to work for Arsenal for a year, I did commentary for them home and away, which was, which was a fantastic year, and then joined Sky in 2003, so I've been there for 15 years. So you've seen the rise and rise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, been a, it's been a sort of a, an amazing journey, really, because they've always been the market leaders and changed the way sport has been covered in in so many different ways and now I I think that's really important whether you like Sky or not and people have varied opinions what they've done for sport in the UK is actually and they do do a lot towards participation and grassroots sport as well yeah Yeah, Yeah, and I think that that's becoming more and more important for the for the business really Mm. Um, and it's look it's interesting for the consumer now that there are more um broadcasters out there more platforms that are becoming competitive you know and are direct competition you know you've seen the Champions League rights and Premier League rights and then you've got Amazon coming in all that sort of stuff so I think it's it's an exciting time for the consumer Um, and yeah it's it's good to be part of be part of it from on both sides really because I'm a sports fan I'm on the the telly and I'm on the radio occasionally but I just like sport, you know, that's, that's basically what it is. That's why we're all here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the main reason we're getting you here today is um, we know, I know personally, that you love participating in sport well and you're yeah. quite active. Um, there's a couple of times you beasted me around Richmond Park <laughs> on the bike. Um, and we're interested, you've already mentioned you get up quite early, but you manage to keep a, a healthy and active lifestyle. Yeah. What's the secret? Well, <laughs> well, it, it's interesting really because I, with two young children, struggle to, to fit it all in yeah. and I think that that's one of the challenges that a lot yeah. of people have when do I get to go to the gym um, you know the, there's childcare issues and yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff like getting home and you yeah. know the wife's got to be here or whatever it is boyfriend whoever um, so I decided of what it's about I can't remember how many years ago it was but to try and factor in cycling to my daily commute yeah. and it worked perfectly yeah. um, and it meant that every morning I'd be getting you know 45 minutes in, do 11 miles uh, from my home into Sky, and then on the way back. So that that sort of move from not cycling into cycling instantly, you realise, wow, you can, you can really strip yourself. Yeah. You can strip yourself down pretty quickly if you yeah. get into cycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that that was the first port of call, really. Yeah. Um, and it's just making little adaptions, isn't it? Even yeah. If it's, yeah. You have a, uh, a 10 minute bus journey or it could be a 20 minute walk. You're just yeah. doing that little bit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you have to go and beast myself for no. an hour every day. No, also, uh, and it's also, it's, there's the environmental <laughs> side of things as well, which I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm quite into. Because I had, I, I had a, like, a nice car mm. and then I had it parked on the, on the sort of driveway and I, I was wheeling my bike <coughs> past it every day and I just thought, this is, this is just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So I got rid of that. So we had we had two cars. Get rid of the car. We don't need it. We've got one small car. If we need it, we you know yeah. poop yeah. around in it. And yeah, walk, cycle, yeah. swim. Yeah, you know, I don't, I've never swum to work. That would be. I mean, that would be amazing <laughs> if I lived on the Thames. Yeah. And I know some people that have the you know the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just 
trying to be as, as active as possible, but I'm, I'm struggling at the moment. You are struggling, and uh, we'll come on to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is it? Do you think it's also because a lot of people who do find it, you know, people when they do exercise, they do try and make excuses. Oh, it's raining, or yes, this. What? How do you change that mentality? Have for you yourself. So if it's say it's absolutely tipping outside, and you've got to get to work, but you say no, I'm still cycling. How, what? 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 what makes you push to do that because some people like to say oh it's raining I'm going to take the bus whatever or you know cold I think that the, the one thing for me when I have been in that situation and everyone's yeah. done it yeah I mean I've, I've we've tried we've, to sort yeah. of meet up on occasions yeah. and we've gone you know it's raining <laughs> yeah. well, let's, let's just do, you know let's do another day so it happens to everyone yeah. but my my feeling always is when you don't do it and you're in the car when you could have cycled and you see someone else going past on their bike yeah. just with the usual waterproofs on the gaiters on or yeah. whatever yeah. and you think I should be doing that yeah. it's never oh, well, look I mean I, I, I'll clarify that I, I, when it gets really 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 cold and it's icy I just yeah. think that it's not worth my while going no, out and, no. and injuring myself no, no, of course you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I've taken myself out reason, a, yeah. a couple of times um, but yeah you know you can always wrap yourself up warm yeah. and it's the feeling of um, smugness when you've done it <laughs> there is yeah. that isn't there yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. absolutely freezing yeah. it's raining you battle through don't you it's, it's, it's character building yeah. absolutely and then do you find when you cycle to work or walk or whatever and yeah. you get to work do you think that it puts you in the right state of mind oh. to start work presenting on these guys absolutely yeah. massive change yeah. because it's your you know, usually if you're just, if you get in the car, you know, get up, have a shower, bit of breakfast, get in the car, all cosy. It, you, you haven't really switched on yourself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And it makes such a difference, yeah. doesn't it? And I, I think that, I mean, I've noticed that trying to sort of work out the right nutrition as well is, yeah. is, a, is a key thing, as you, as you both well know. Um, and I found just getting all that right as well is is important but the main thing is when you get to work you just you feel great just touching based on the nutrition um yeah just quickly sorry um because obviously you work at different shifts yeah different times of day what so how do you cope with the chip because obviously you know people on a nine to five job breakfast lunch and dinner yeah so how do you you know stick to your routine plan of eating because obviously if you wake up at four in the morning some people will think well I just don't feel like eating at four in the morning because my body's not quite woken up yet yeah. so what, what do you do do you prepare your meals when you go to work or do they have the canteen what's your yeah the offering I mean the offering at, at Sky is is pretty good um, or it's actually it's actually really good and, and the, the fact that they've you know they've got various new buildings now and there's always a good sort of array of food that you can have excuse me um, but I'm, I'm never too um, I'm never too sort of proud to shovel in food when, when I wake <laughs> up whatever time it is but I mean my rule and it's not necessarily something at this moment that I'm sticking to to the letter yeah is basically saying no snacks and no seconds right. and if you can stick to that then it has as much of an impact on on your sort of your weight I've found yeah um, and your wobbly bits as, as anything else and sure. if, you, if you that's I've, I've tried that and it, it seems to it seems to work yeah. so just not not having a second helping 
yeah. and not having snacks in between your meals. And I know that that's not that's not a, uh, the only way of doing it because it's important to keep your energy up and yeah. things like that. And if you are having snacks, just have something. Basically, having something that grows out of the, yeah. out of the earth is probably yeah. the, the best thing if yeah. you are going to have. Yeah. It. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. Sometimes it's working out what works for you as an yeah. individual. Absolutely. There's no there's some basic rules, but there's no hard and fast what fits your lifestyle no. as well. And, and it's just working out. Well, one of the athletes said was, um, <clears throat> I think it was John actually said, anything that grows, swims, runs, or flies is good. Yeah, basically, yeah. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, nutrition's such an important part um, as well. Just making an active nation, and um, it's just the understanding of what people eat. Cause, um, and it's just what uh, people. So some people don't like certain foods, or say yeah. they don't like so, so what's the substitutes for those certain foods as well? Is there anything that you don't like um, at which you substitute for? So say if you wanted protein or anything like that, is there anything? Well, recently and for the last, what month are we now? We're May. May. So seven months, no, uh, yeah, seven months, I've, I've become pescatarian. Oh, right. So, I, so I'm not, not eating meat. Yeah, and so it's sort of like half, half, half veggie, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I found that that's made a, a quite a big difference, actually. Yeah. Don't feel bloated. Yeah. Don't feel um, <laughs> the, the phrase I use is sort of gutty, yeah. like eating meat yeah. that you know you're just sort of shoveling down and it's not really being digested properly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, no, I've, I've found that that's been quite a, an enjoyable step. I think it's challenging trying to find the right recipes sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, my wife's a far, far better cook than I am, and she's more imaginative. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed that, that nutritional challenge, yeah. which has been good. And something else you've uh, overcome recently is injuries. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I first met you, you were training for a triathlon, um, yeah. and then you've not been able to run as much. Do you want yeah. to talk about what yeah. problems you faced and, and well, how you overcome them and how you still keep training or keep yourself fit? Yeah, well, at the moment, I'm not. And that's <laughs> that's really frustrating. And I, I've had a bit, to be honest, I haven't had the best winter. Um, it was quite a sort of an intense winter weather-wise. Yeah. And it was long and hard and dark. Um, and I went skiing in February with, with um, a mate of mine and had a, had a great time. But when I went into it, I hadn't felt like I had my my cycling legs as yeah. much as I would have liked because yeah. I hadn't been out on my bike as much as I would have liked. Um, but had a, had a decent four days and then on the last day felt a bit of a twinge in my back which I'd had problems with before, um, had a sort of protruding, bulging disc. Then had a few weeks off, I was struggling with my back, went skiing with my family for a week again I don't just for the record I don't normally have two skiing holidays that's like a pond where I, like, oh, yeah. you know, I went I went here How and there I hadn't yeah. skied ski for five years so it was, it was a real treat um, and then the last day I'd taken my son out because it was his birthday just like a half day took him out on our last day and I, I had a tumble like an innocuous tumble fell on my left hip and I think that did for my back and then on the Monday after we got back so it's two days on I was in the most excruciating pain and couldn't move like all full leg power cramp just yeah. hor absolutely horrible pain in my leg nerve pain all that sort of stuff had a scan uh, 
really bad slip disc. So for the last five, five or so weeks, I've had really bad sciatic pain down my left leg. Uh, haven't been able to walk properly. I've got a limp at the moment. I've lost the reflex in my left foot and my left foot is really numb. So, so in answer to your training question, I, I, can't, I can't really walk at the moment properly. So, uh, so you don't want to go on a bike ride? Uh, well, you know what? It's really, <laughs> oh, there we go. Because right? yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've got two, you know, two different opinions. Um, one was, yeah, you can go and have surgery straight away. The other opinion was, just leave it for a bit and see if the, you know, the, the, the slip disc actually um, not heals itself, but gradually will sort of float away into the bloodstream and you're, right. you should get your movement back and all that sort of stuff. And that's what I'm doing at the moment to try and avoid having surgery. Um, but the, the advice was, as my actual, my back isn't painful, it's just my leg because the nerves are being impinged by the disc. Yeah. So I'm trying different things. I hope to get on my bike soon. I hope to have a, have a swim soon, but I've had to, you know, I was due to do the Blenheim triathlon for the third or fourth year or whatever it is in a row. And I can't, I had to pull out. It's so, I'm absolutely gutted. Cause yeah. it's such an amazing event as yeah. well. And you know, beautiful setting and all that. And I can't do it and I'm, I'm gutted. Were you doing that for the, the charity support, isn't it? Yeah, I was Give gonna, them a plug, go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the Lilly Foundation is one that um, I've supported for, well, it must be, I think it's 10 years now. Um, it's linked to um, my one of my good friend's uh, nieces uh, was diagnosed with mitochondrial disease and died uh, very early on in her life, Lily. Um, and I've supported them ever since. And we do various sort of fundraising events and did Ride London and I yeah. do a, a boxing event and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be raising money then, but I'm hoping and this is a decision I need to make quite soon, is whether I do do Ride London again. Having, well, at the moment, I can't get on my bike, so I, I have to see, I have to see, but I might have to have a year off. About six weeks away? Yeah. Ride London? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's so, not going to happen. Yeah, it? not gonna happen. <laughs> no, no. Okay, uh, we have a last question that we ask every guest oh, that comes okay. on the podcast. Right, yeah, What's on. the worst piece of sports kit or clothing you've ever owned? <laughs> Well, I've got some rascal skiing clothes that I've uh, that I had uh, from back in the day, which I've still got. I've got a great um, headband, which I uh, <laughs> which I took out on my holiday this time around, sort of like a purple and yellow and that sort of thing, Ooh. like pretty fuzzy. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what. what are they? Well, I mean, certain football fans will say any any Watford football kit that I've got is pretty um, is pretty bad. It's quite a um, loud colour, isn't it? It is loud. <laughs> yeah. It is loud. Um, I've got some. I've got some short shorts from sort of like old school um, football kits. Yeah. Which I've got a pair of Hummel black Hummel um, shorts, which are from a, an old Watford kit, which are like the old school ones, which sort of slightly go up. Yeah. And you know, know the Alan Partridge episode where he's in the. Um, I'm just going to point out to anybody time. listening to this, you're really glad you can't see Adam's hand movements. Yeah. <laughs> <these shows>. exactly. <laughs> um, it's almost as if like the, the inner pant lining has perished yes. yeah, within yeah. them. So they're, um, they wouldn't be ones to, to wear if it was similar weather to this, because it would be quite blustery and you might see more than you bargained <laughs> for. Um, so they're, they're, I, think, I think probably probably those but to be honest any sportswear at the moment if I was wearing it I wouldn't feel as, as comfortable as um, <laughs> yeah. if, I was in, if I was in better shape so yeah 
I think that's, that's a great place to end it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks You're very, very much, Adam. Thank Good luck you. with everything. Thank Cheers. You. Thanks.